Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and this is another episode of the Meat Gistics podcast. Podcast, Meat Gistics podcast, of course, obviously. That's not two weeks in a row. You screwed the intro. No, I got it right last time. Did you? Yeah. You you guaranteed listened back and no. it was right. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I assumed. I kept uh, your entire flub up in. So that's fine. I know. I mean, yeah. I, well, I know why not? I, I'm the producer, but I'm, just, <laughs> yeah. I'm letting you know that oh, that's just so your face isn't red. Right? Yeah. I, 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 li- I listened to, uh, I think I listened to the whole thing, but I know I at least listened to the beginning and yeah, what Patrick left in as soon as it started going, I was like, yes, this is great. <laughs> well, I think that's what people like podcasts for is they're authentic. They're, yes. You know, yeah. That's just a, mostly a conversation. These are not scripted. We don't talk all. about, like, we don't even mention what stories we're going to talk about ahead of time. So no. sometimes Honest I reaction. will look just to have an idea oh, of what's really? going on. Okay. But there's times today I did not, I didn't look at anything today. I've been in, nor, Wednesdays are not my meeting days, yeah, but today, today I've were. been in meetings like all day. Yeah. And so I, I haven't had time to even open it up. I just open it up, start clicking links to open up tabs for everything and just look at it real fast. Yep. But I mean, that's all you really need. It's. I think it's more entertaining when you get um, some like uh, off the cuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's not, you haven't thought about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is a, we did a Willa barbecue right before this and we're tackling Austin's fears one by one. Today we took on snakes, specifically rattlesnakes. If we're tackling my fears one by one, I'm not telling you anything else I'm afraid of. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid would, of large sums of money. <laughs> would Jenny tell me? Seems like she Oh, might. she would definitely yeah, tell like you. She, she might. would definitely Might be able to get a few other animal fears out of you. Um, see, I don't get it though, because I had a hunt. I, we're going to eat shark. I'm all about that. Bear? Absolutely. But I don't think I'm afraid of bears. I'm more fascinated by them. Like, do you know who Adam Greentree is? He's a bow hunter from Australia. Kind of. So I've, he's the guy who like proved that grizzlies are back in Colorado. Um, <laughs> he how said, do you, how do you do that? There it is. Yeah. Right there, no, no. Guys. He literally got a video of one charging him, showed oh, it geez. to Colorado fish and game, whatever they call him out there. That's the safest way he could have done that. Like, no, you guys, oh, you, no, guys no, no. you guys don't believe me. We'll check this. Out. He did not mean to have a run in <laughs> with a grizzly. He was showing it to him. They're like, no, that's not in Colorado. He's like, well, I have GPS on oh, where I was. Man. I was in Colorado. Anyways. Um, but Grizz- yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, great. I, I agree. I'm all about eating. I'm terrified of uh, the idea of uh, being next to a grizzly bear. Like you always talk about sharks. And I'm always like, well, yeah, but we're in Kansas. What? Right. And meanwhile, I read earlier today that they found a bull shark in Iowa. Yeah. All places. So what? No, nowhere is Dude, They go way up the Mississippi yeah, River. Yeah, a thousand miles way away from where it was supposed to be. I thought they're saltwater fish. No, 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 no. Bull sharks, which is the shark with the highest level of testosterone, yeah. is perfectly capable of surviving in brackish and freshwater. Perfectly. Hmm. Like, hmm. It doesn't even, well, it might bother it a little bit, but it will do it. So absolutely. then you take that concept and then put it on land. That's a bear for me. So, sorry, Adam Greentree said, uh, he's like, he has an Australian accent, which I will not try. He's like, monsters are real. Yeah. He's like, it's not their fault, but a grizzly bear is a mon- Like, if you described a grizzly bear to somebody and they'd never seen one before, they'd be like, oh, yeah, you're talking about a monster. Like, 100%. Yeah. 100% mean. I mean, the visual, it's funny. Then they try to, like, make, they try to do this, uh, cuddly bear thing in, yep. in the states i think they talked about that too probably on we, we might have watched the same podcast but then 
Yeah, 100%. Teeth, fangs, I mean, actually, you know, documented hundreds of cases, thousands by this point of just not just ripping people to shreds when yep. they're hungry, campsites. Or go, scared. Going out of their way. Oh, they're near their cubs. Bogus, dude. <laughs> That's a monster. <laughs> not an it's excuse. It's a monster, dude. Yeah, it's, I mean, you could probably argue Bear has just been all those uh, monsters of old tribe folklore. It was just they didn't know they were encountering just War a giant bears. bear. Yep. Yeah, so. Yep, definitely could argue that. That's actually a good argument we haven't talked about any bigfoot sightings lately either kind it's of all, disappointed now. It's all bears <laughs> <laughs> have there been any bear or bigfoot sightings recently i don't know not that i know of i haven't been paying attention kind normally like I, I, I get i get it from you or text yeah no i feel like i would Dude, ever since tiktok it. came out you'd think we'd see a lot of sightings like that but now it's just we're all distracted now i guess so yes absolutely like the argument against there being a bigfoot is Everybody's got a phone. Everybody's got a camera. But you still have to understand, like when we drove to Missoula, that did a great job of reinforcing in my mind how empty this country is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are hundreds of square miles of nothing, nothing, nothing. nothing. Anything could be out there. Literally anything. There could be the that short faced bear could still be out there for oh, yeah. all we know. Well, and then all the cave systems, they're now just discovering. Right. And they didn't know it was there. So yep. it's like, how did you not use that technology? I mean, it's easy to say now, but like, yeah. they're just looking at you. They're just using Google Earth and looking down and people are like, oh, what's that giant? <laughs> what is this here? <laughs> what are we seeing? Or yeah, you could just get a better scope for, you know, landmass, I guess. Because like I say, an undiscovering, uh, or I'm sorry, rediscovering like a rainforest areas and just going like, oh, we had no idea that the, we thought they were extinct or whatever. I mean, yep. well, it's just high vegetation just grew over everything. Yeah. And people rapidly. don't live there. So nobody sees it. Yeah. There's no one with a machete going down like, like the bad guy in Tarzan. God, I thought that him. was going to be my life. I really did. Like growing <laughs> up, like the, the one comment that has stuck with me way more than pretty much anything else was, it was like seven years ago, somebody said, I thought fire and quicksand were going to be a much bigger part of my life. And that was me growing up. I took quicksand super seriously as a kid. I'm like, I got to know how to get out of this stuff because it's going to be around now. Well, yeah. And then I feel like it was just more prevalent in video games. Like what was it? Uh, was Pitfall. Pitfall. Yeah. So yep. that was the, yeah, that was the major player. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> learned, discovered quicksand. That was that. probably what did it. When I was growing up, it's like you get to watch Bear Grylls just jump in it for fun to show you how to get out of it. So have you watched Alone? at all no is that no. good so the eighth season is on netflix and it's that's the only one that's on netflix but like they are deep in bear country they're having bear run-ins like every episode and like big grizzlies too there was one that was like looked gaunt and it was along the shore and i'm like oh that bear is looking to eat you you better watch out <laughs> anyways back to the snake will it barbecue simple answer yes this is going to disappoint travis uh, I'm on his <laughs> podcast, uh, The Flush, on, I think, next Tuesday. Yeah, this upcoming Tuesday. And I'm sure he wanted, he demanded that we try this one before I do it. Demanded yeah. is not too strong a word. I'm sure he was hoping that I hate it. But no, not at all. The chicken comparison is obviously done to death, but it has a similar taste to chicken. Um, Texture is different, for sure. Uh, we used our Moho Zesty, uh, Walton's Zesty, citrus garlic mojo seasoning on one and the uh, bha wild game seasoning on the other taste wise the mojo i think we both preferred the mojo the mojo yeah Mo mojo <laughs> definitely um the one we use or the wild game on was a thicker snake so it had more meat to it so i liked that more <laughs> 
Why do you keep laughing when I say thick? <laughs> I, I don't know. Just the way you first described yeah. it was entertaining. <laughs> How did I describe it? So it was a chunky boy or something. Oh, chunky boy. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know, I feel, I don't feel bad for it, but like a snake's a cool, noble creature. And no, it's not. <laughs> no, yeah, sure. It's, I mean, you'd rather be a snake than something lame, right? There's probably a worm wishes he was a snake. Oh, Anyways. sure. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> and then, you know, the way I'm, whether they're farmed or captured, however the hell, and it's, Package it up to us and then, you know, beautifully prepared. And then the last thing it here, you know, not that it has ears, but then before it's devoured by John is that it's fat. <laughs> <laughs> Body shaming some, snakes. Yeah, some res- of all people, too. No, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, terribly per- mean. The person that doesn't like to have be body shamed is doing that with the witchy. Why do hates. I not like to be body shamed? Nobody makes no one does. I'm just saying, then. I just, I think you introduce <laughs> it all the time with your uh, dunk tank talk. So. Listen, yes. I'm I'm John's the best shaped guy at Walton's, so I don't know. That's not accurate. Well, take the Will. damn take yeah. the damn compliment. Jesus. Oh, thank you, but that would be Will. <laughs> Will's 100%. yeah, definitely yeah. Uh, more in shape than you. Uh, are. Tall guy in the warehouse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's pretty. You ripped. can't even like make a joke. About it's not that. even close. Yeah. yeah. So, but I I will take the compliment. Yes. Okay. Um, summer sale continuing to go on. We have two hundred and fifty dollars off. Some equipment, 150, 100. So if you're looking to buy something, now would be the time. People are absolutely snapping up the 20 and 30 pound uh, electric sausage stuffers as well that are on pre-order. We're hoping to have those in the next couple of weeks. And the next shipment should be just a week or so-ish after. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, as long as No things. promises, guarantees. No it's promises. all no. Yeah, everything is all best guess in today's world. Are they... They're not in the States yet, right? They're still on a ship, probably. To be honest, I don't know. I haven't looked in the last week. Well, if we're saying it's the third, no, they wouldn't be. They must be waiting uh, in LA Harbor or whatever that harbor is called out be, by there. Yeah. So that's where everything's been backed up for forever. Absolutely insane. Um, all right. So last week, the last two weeks, we've talked about new plants that are opening. So I've got another one. This is Fenden Meat Processing in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Uh, it's a really nice looking plant. I was going all along their website, looking at all their pictures. Really, really clean uh, processing room and cooler. I was impressed with that. Uh, they offer inspection and custom. They typically hang beef for nine to 15 days uh, and five to seven for lamb and goat. So they're doing beef, lamb, and goat. Uh, they also do halal processing. Um, they say the phase ranch was established in 2020 with a simple objective to raise grass, grain-fed cattle, goats, and sheep. With over 360 acres, we allow our livestock to graze freely on Bermuda grass. They should come over to my house and eat all mine while receiving daily grain supplements. Our team of highly experienced professionals ensures and guarantees the quality and demonstrates the exceptional animal welfare. Uh, So they opened at the beginning of this year and they bought another location and are hoping to have that open in six months or so, which I then wrote down February of 2023 because, oh my God, Six months is going to be February of 2023. That's that crazy. Is insane. This year, I, I'm sure I say it all the time, but this year has gone by unbelievably fast. And when I look back on it, like in 2021, all the website problems, right? Just constant mm-hmm. fighting that. So makes sense that like days just bled into each other. And I was like, okay, well, I'm doing the same thing I've been doing for the last 360 days. This year, not so much that, but still time just going zoop and gone. 
supposedly everybody always says time continues to go faster the older you get too. So if it's going fast now, wait till we're in our 50s or 60s. It's going to be crazy. No. I'm going to have to retire. (laughs) Go live on a mountainside somewhere. Have you read the book Hatchet? When you were a kid, did you read Hatchet? What about My Side of the Mountain? Nope. Patrick? Uh, Hatchet's the book where he's flying. He's a kid. He's in the plane in Alaska. Dude, I could... Pilot has a heart attack. I could tell you what the cover looked like and who wrote it was it gary paulson maybe that sounds anyways right? he did a lot of those things but no i did not read it okay notorious for i dude pretending to read my books. mom per, like re, signed my ar whatever the hell points i go i go <laughs> i did 60 she goes that's whatever right? <laughs> okay who cares she goes who cares he can barely read <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it was trending in the way that the internet started to kick ass so it's just like why would i need to know that that on records so. that's a fair point yeah <laughs> then i have a picture of a, a cow from their website that i posted in here because i really like the way the cow's looking at us <laughs> like it just it knows you're gonna eat it yeah. it's like come on can we get this over with i yeah. know you're gonna eat me just go ahead and eat me <laughs> like he's had enough of us well, at least we don't like hannibal lecter cows you know like we like eat it in front of it you know like we <laughs> I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take your front quarter first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be terrible. Make him eat eat a bite of its its own brain. <laughs> well, that's how uh, mad cow disease started, right? It's a prion disease. It got rayliated. Well, that's not what happened. I don't think it was the actual brain, but just ate. It might have actually been the f- feces of other cows. Call in if you know how uh, mad cow. He's looking it up started. right now. <laughs> I can see austin looking up the origins of mad cow disease but i thought it was them eating like other cows you know i just had a thought and i don't want to lose it in interest of this but um and it has nothing to do with what we're talking about but uh it is in the season because football season's coming up i want to kind of incorporate a a meat fantasy draft so to speak on the podcast now how would you exactly right that's why i want to that's why i want to talk through like we here's how you would do it you break it down into primal cuts, mm-hmm. and then what price increases the most? So it's okay. So you almost do salary instead of a snake draft. Pun not intended, right? E- <laughs> Either way, salary or snake, you're doing it in like I'm buying ribeye today, and ribeye costs X Y Z per pound. Ah, okay. By each oh week, I get. What I you're think saying. that's the only way you can because do then it. that's a sweet steal, so to speak, of the draft. So because it's like, oh, I want steak, but at what cost are you willing to? To get steak. So, yeah, that obviously is the We'll think this through, but I think there might be something there. Okay. So, So I found, like, the web's most authoritative source on diseases. (laughs) (laughs) Was it cancer? Wait, was it John FASQ? Uh, His troubleshooting document? I found that everywhere now. Uh, uh, WebMD. So, we're going to self-diagnose all kinds of things here. But uh, from 2005 so it's it's a little old uh it says from the webmd archives but they're going through the story and their guesstimation is that it started in india and uh it happened because there was ground up bones of sick people that wound up in animal feed that was shipped to the uk okay and then cows ate Ate that that. and they got bsc from it okay where'd the Where'd the bones of the sick people come from and how they get that close to any kind of... This is this is somewhat related in two ways, both snakes and India. <laughs> Don't answer because I think I've asked you this before, Patrick. Okay. Yeah. How many people a year do you think die 
from venomous snakes in India? Ooh. Yeah. We talked, I'm gonna say we talked about that. 27,000. Mm, good guess. Halfway there. Really? <laughs> Over 50? In a year, dude. And that's not... Are you saying die or just get bit by them? It says die. Oh, that's got to be... That's more than one snake. I mean, I'm sure the snake population is Insane. intense down yeah. there, but you got to imagine that's like a couple... Like one All snake right. might kill three people. It maybe. says 1.2 million. That's a little... Gee, no, 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 no. That's, that's in the, the past, past 20, 20 years. years. Okay. Still lead with but that. But there you go. It's 50,000 then. 50, more than 50,000. Mm -hmm. 58,000? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Lots of people dying from snake bites in India. So, awesome. they're just buried everywhere. What's a plane ticket to India right now? Let's. <laughs> <laughs> what would it cost to get Austin for, yeah. to go to India? No. For no, some no, 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 it's already bought and paid for, dude. <laughs> you, Come you on. Go. No. We're going to film it. No, no, that's what I no, put no. the rest of our advertising budget into. It's actually, Austin in India. It's actually the first episode of our TV show we're gonna do. That's that's how we got to do it. Well, there's only gonna be one because I'm not gonna survive. <laughs> I have to. I have to free dive with a great white shark. You have to go walk through a room of cobras. I got uh -uh. a legit question though, because the footwear is different over there. Do you think that would save some no. people? Well, they might probably, un unbeknownst to them, step near. They wear sandals. That's what I'm saying. If they wore shoes, do you oh, think there would gotcha. be less bites? Yeah, probably. That's why, I mean, these numbers are a touch inflated is what I'm saying. I would have full metal, uh, what do they call them, greaves? Okay. Like a knight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just I'd walk around in the lower half of a suit of armor. Sliding just making dragon. sure. Yeah. Uh, what do you call those things? Snakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a pair of something like that for, for hunting. Um, oh, the snake bite boots. Well, um, boots, but then something that goes over yeah, it and like yeah. up to your knee. Um, there's an actual word for an it actual that word my for brain it. is not working yeah, right I now. Can't, but I can't get it. It's a chastity belt, right? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh, sorry. Gators. Gators. Gators, yeah. Go. I, I always wear gators when, when yeah. I'm like hunting because, yeah, one, animals, two, just sharp pokey things in general yeah more than anything else it's the sense of security so and they sound really cool yeah. wearing some gators <laughs> gator <laughs> that's where i was going gator better be wearing yeah, that's it that's it can't go can't go any further on that one all right let's move on quickly um all right do we have anything else we want to talk about before we get into meat matters Nope, let's okay. jump right in. First one, ground beef prices surge as farmers sell off cattle herds. Again, for the second episode in the road, I want credit because we called this when we were talking about the early sell-off and how that was going to drop prices. I said, very well might not. Mm -hmm. Very well might either stay the same or go up because nothing makes sense in our food economy right now. And the only part of it that would kind of make sense to me is that cattle weights are lighter right Down. now yeah so maybe that's a part of it but still if there's more cattle they weigh less like shouldn't it even out why should prices go up if anything they would you would think stay level there's enough things pulling down nothing's pulling up but i don't know someday we need to get like an economist on here maybe uh you were talking about reaching out to somebody at uh, k-state for something else uh, yeah maybe we talk to them and say she wasn't hey, the right person for is that. there yeah but we should we should yeah, find somebody for it but 
talk to them and be like, hey, is anyone a meat economist right. in particular? Like, we want to understand what is actually going on. Yeah. Uh, but from this article, it says the cost of putting food on the table is the highest it's been in 40 years. Whoa. And inflation is a, uh, specifically impacting a summertime staple, ground beef. Ground beef prices are up 12% since this time last year, which is higher than the current rate of inflation, which is, say, is 9.1, but that's absolutely not true. Um, and also, across the board, we're seeing lighter cattle than tradition. That's from Mike Baker, uh, who is a, a rancher, I think, at a Idaho? I can't remember where it said. But increased amount of uh, product hitting the market at once, lighter cattle, so maybe it's not as big a bump, but that means the cost of ground beef in the coming months and years is gonna be out of control. Absolutely out of control, because we're gonna lose 40% or whatever it is that they're selling off of the herd for future years. Hmm. That's gonna take a long time to rebuild up. Yeah, they're Rebuild the like the, the yeah. very last line in the article says experts predict that meat prices will go up another 10% next year. <laughs> so at what point do we just stop buying it? Never. Oh, <laughs> never. never. We're just going to complain about it, but we're going to keep we're going to keep buying. I'm also 100% hitting rifle and crossbow season this year. I'm going to stock my freezer with deer. And if I happen to shoot a cow by mistake, oh. Oh, well, they, my <laughs> eyes aren't so good. There you go. My eyes are bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. When you accidentally shoot something now, law enforcement's going to go back and listen to this episode <laughs> and know that it was premeditated yeah. murder. Yeah. Right. They would never know it, but one of you two will get in touch with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah. he wanted to do this. All right. So new state meat inspection program will combat supply chain delays and lower prices. This is from the Oregon Capital Chronicle. What I found really interesting in this article, do not read the whole thing. It's not worth it. This is within the state. So they're talking about speeding up inspections for beef that is going to be sold within Oregon. Yeah. So, not for things that are going outside of Oregon. Yeah. So if you're USDA inspected, you can sell anywhere across state lines. If you're state inspected, you can basically only sell it within your state. Okay. So that is what I see as the future. I think it's going to be, people have wanted for a long, like think about it. Less transportation, so less cost, less environmental impact. And everybody wants like this farm to fork or farm to table type yeah. thing. I mean, buying it from within your own state instead of getting it from, I don't know. Well, we're in Kansas, so, you know, we'd be okay. But it makes a big difference. You, you can raise cattle in basically every state across the country. Um, yes. They're a little difficult in Alaska. Okay, maybe. Okay. Is Alaska really a part? Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, they, yeah, Alaska's different. They've got a different climate up yeah. there than the rest of us do. Well, yeah. But I don't know. I I think it's a trend. I think we'll continue to see it. But the, the rest of the meat industry is so big, I don't think it's going to take a sizable chunk out. I mean, like we've talked about in the past, like the big four – basically dominate 80 plus percent yep. of the market i think they're, it, they're not going to suddenly fall to 40 and and all of that trans that they lose transition over to 
very small processors on a very hyper local focused deal like you could see a chunk move but when, when i think when when we if we would talk about a chunk there we're talking about a few percentage right. points yeah i think not, it's up to 85 percent. yeah i think the four of them now control 85 percent. so maybe if stuff like this starts taking off it goes back down to 80 high 70s but yeah it's never going to take the majority of it and just to be clear because i know we say bad things about them all the time what the big four do is still fairly incredible like oh yeah it is amazing logistically There's scale of production and the logistics absolutely behind it. amazing that's why i'm so excited to talk with uh, uh kingsbury and yep. associates that is going to be an amazing interview it could also like legitimately disrupt the market in a good way uh -huh, yeah it really could if they can get eight thousand head of beef through that facility for any period of time it's going to change things it's a it, yeah a huge logistical challenge but if they prove it can be done what stops stop the next guy else. from yep. doing it yep. mm -hmm. so interesting all right um expanded meat poultry resources available this is from uh cap journal so basically it's just a list of some places that meat processors can go to for technical knowledge on a how to get some of this money from grants and what to do with it uh, it's flower hill institute and then it's oregon state university's niche meat processors assistant network that's rebecca thistlethwaite's from uh oregon state university we've had her on the podcast before she is incredibly cool and smart person uh, so any of our meat processors who are listening out there if you want somebody who really understands the business uh, and can help you figure out how to get some of this money and what to do with it she is a great resource there's also the intertribal agriculture council the american meat science association and the agricultural utilization research institute i can't believe i got through that last one without <laughs> mispronouncing or stumbling once the only thing i would add there is for meat processing resources if you're a commercial processor you, you need to oh, be a part of amp, amp american amp. association of meat processors that's the the big group that we do a lot with and they have a, a ton of people involved a ton of knowledge yep. um they just had their big convention uh what three weeks ago if that something yeah. like that um, so they won't have another big convention for a year, but then there's there's state associations um, almost everywhere. Um, but find out your local state association, get a part of the national AMP group. Um, tons of resources there. The cost is just a Minimal. very nominal fee. It's right. it's it's not. Yeah, it's not going to make a dent in your checkbook. Yeah, and. You are slightly more likely pl probably to get somebody else to help you out within the industry if you are also an AMP member. So mm -hmm. just something to think about. Um, so from the USDA, for safety's sake, handle plant-based meat safely. We've talked about this a bunch. Uh, the number one way E. coli gets in the food is sprouts. So the whole... Um, vegetables are safe to eat because you know you can eat them right out of the ground is not a good way to look at it uh, but it says many consumers believe that plant-based foods are minimally processed more healthful and nutritionally superior to otherwise similar animal-based counterparts that's john lukansky uh, lukansky said that there have been improvements in the quality of plant-based meat 
There are little to no data on the safety of such foods as it relates to microbial pathogens. Consumers generally and correctly consider meat burgers to be raw and require cooking prior to consumption. On the other hand, many consumers view plant-based burgers as not raw because they contain plant material. In reality, plants can sometimes harbor high levels of foodborne pathogens, and as such, plant-based burgers should be considered and handled just like, for example, raw ground beef. Mm -hmm. That is a great thing to keep in mind if you're going to try an impossible burger. What's the other big one? Beyond beef. Beyond beef or beyond meat, whatever it is. Beyond meat, yeah. Yeah. So uh, my wife, I've talked about in the past, eats um, Morningstar stuff and there's a griller's crumble like that i eat as well sometimes and i would never not cook it like obviously it still needs to be cooked my assumption is they design those products too so that when you cook it it makes the texture Mm -hmm. in the mouth feel from that that word yeah feel like more like uh, beef pork chicken whatever Real quick, so that everyone, anyone who's a Meatistics member uh, and saw the post by Dave and AZ and Papa Sop about a word being <laughs> a word being sentenced or censored that started with F, had three letters in between and ended in M. We could not figure out what it was. I jokingly said I probably did it some night after one too many drinks and just forgot about it. It turns out I did do it. I don't know that I did it after that. But uh, it is the word I hate forum because I like to call me just community. So, yeah, we, we literally had a little get together powwow to yesterday trying to figure out what it was. It was you, me, Patrick, Pat. All of us were like, well, what? What is it? It was like what Pat said was like Wordle. Yeah, we were trying to figure it out with the first and last letter. And, <laughs> but it, it was like we can even look at all the words we censor and it's not in there. Like It's not one of those censored words. So, you know, how did that happen? Well, well, you turn, want to get, yeah. start with an F, right? Do you want to go dive into like what the exact we were guessing and stuff like that? Like the letters and stuff? No. No? <laughs> no. Well, not, not. well, I think it's funny if you tell uh, it started with an F and ended in an M and we had no idea. And it was supposed to be uh, uh, foul language. So we were just sitting there like, what could yeah. it be? John, <laughs> there's nothing. John opened up the test section. We have a test category that only uh, only we can see. And he starts typing in curse words and <laughs> trying to oh, figure man. out what it was, what it could be. But yeah, it was the dirty word forum made me laugh. Um, so <laughs> next article is from Poultry World. It's improving broiler meat quality with betaine. Betaine, don't know how to say that word. Um, but they're looking at ways of introducing to the diet and the effects and the quality that has on the meat. Now, great, cool. They're doing that. They're trying a couple of different ways. I was interested because I was researching what betaine is and it has some really interesting properties in humans. So I emailed my wife who takes every supplement known to man and she has, um, Betting HCL, which is used to increase stomach acid and help with digestive tract so that you have the right acid balance to absorb nutrients. Don't know anything about uh, this form or other forms with body competition, though, which for or composition, which they said was like one of the benefits of it. I have no idea how that's possible other than maybe it burns fat. Hmm. I don't know. But yeah, so chickens and my wife take that. Found that interesting. Uh, so, all right, this one, the title, stick with me here. 
Isolation and identification of antioxidant peptides from crocodile meat hydrosilates using silica gel chromatography. Okay. I would have stopped reading way long ago if the word crocodile hadn't been in there. This is like a legit like yes. uh, science research journal paper. Yep. Yeah. What would you call that? A journal. Just a journal. Journal. Yeah. I think Dylan would know. Yeah. It's like a, like a study. If it was like. Okay. Well, I don't know. It's like the results of a study. Yeah. Is what they're doing. So it's a paper, a science paper. There's got to be a, a better scientific <laughs> word for them. I don't know. listening going, I can't believe I listen to these two idiots. Um, but okay. So very, very long and very difficult read. Cut short. I want you to pronounce this word. The one that's highlighted. No, that's not a word. That's a, uh, uh, I don't know, dare? That looks like a curse word in Czechoslovakian or something. <laughs> I think it's a word. It says four highly active peptides okay, so were identified by LCCMS as S-S-L-T-I-Q-F-V-E-G-Q-F-V-D-S-Y-D-P-T-I-E-N-T-F-T-K. It's all caps. Okay. The, the peptides must have like identifiers. Like it's a CTH. Oh. It's got, that's the only thing I can come up with. But, um, so crocodile meat has some free radical scavenging, like antioxidant properties. Um, some chemical antioxidants recently, they've been shown to be toxic in the human body. So people are looking for different ways of getting antioxidants. Um, because crocodiles live in an area with really high pathogens and very, very rarely have infections, even though, I mean, they often have wounds on them from trying to bring down prey or fighting other animals. Uh, they thought that would be a good place to, to try and pull some of these antioxidants from. And it turns out, seems like they're correct. Um, so when extracted with papain, the most successful, they used four different hydrolyzing substances, but papain was the most successful. I uh, can actually scavenge better than ascorbic acid. Um, so I, I would assume look for crocodile antioxidants coming soon. And Interesting. I guess you probably could feel pretty good about using those. What's, the, I mean, a crocodile and alligator are so similar that basically it's got to be, like if I saw alligator antioxidants, I'd be like, okay, it's close enough. Probably, <laughs> probably. All right. And it has alliteration, so are, I like it better. So are crocodiles and alligators kind of like dogs where like they're different, but they could like interbreed and create a new thing? Or are they close enough that they're like the same mish thing? Or are they, nope, the totally separate species? Like, I don't can't, know that they, I, like before you said that, I would have said, yeah, of course they could interbreed, but I've never heard of a, like a, Crocagator. Crocagator. <laughs> That's a great word. <laughs> Crocagator. Um, no, yeah, you, no, they can't. Oh, they're that different. Darn. But what, then what's like a caiman? Like a caiman 
seems like it would be a cross between the two kind of i don't know i just feel like they just go no they can't and it's just like wait <laughs> you guys have tried yeah what the hell happened is that <laughs> is that godzilla or something and we just don't know it like I don't mean, do it don't do it well yeah it just seems like yeah well why wouldn't these two lizard creatures just be able to create an off like we sh we have all those damn alpaca variations or so to sure. speak so, it, so why couldn't we have my thought was uh like a wiper a striped bass and a white bass yeah like they're separate but they can make a an offspring it's not fertile but it, it's an offspring a liger yeah a tiger a tiger and a, a crocodile and alligator are way closer related than a lion and a tiger that's a good that's a great argument right i don't know you, i mean well the types like, of water maybe compared to the types of environment you might get i don't know either so there are saltwater crocodiles but there are also non-saltwater crocodiles yeah. Okay, so that's a variable, but then what about lions and tigers just need to be hot and dry outside, right? No, not necessarily. No, tigers live yeah. in a jungle. Yeah, so. Yeah. Isn't it know. weird that the lion's <laughs> the king of the jungle and lion doesn't live in a jungle? You just, well, you don't have to live there to be king of it. That sounds like yeah. the rest okay. of society as Fair it point. is. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. I love ligers, though. All right. Um, I'm not going to talk about this article too much, but from Otago, uh, Daily Times Union, it's from New Zealand. What happens when we cannot afford to eat meat anymore? It's an interesting read. Um, gets to the end with all like the correct information, but then like fails utterly. Uh, I really do think we're going to see an explosion of like or vegetarianism, <laughs> vegetarian. I can't talk anymore. Uh, over the next few years, I think people are going to not be willing to pay that money for meat. And then I think they're going to go vegetarian as almost like a necessity. And then the fight between meat eaters and vegetarians is going to become even worse. I don't know. It depends because I think it'll always be a deal where even if even if meat gets expensive, people will always view it as something they want and a treat. And will how, how important will it be? Will people specifically set aside resources and money just to buy it, have it? I will. Um, I'll take a second so, job if I have to. Okay, deal. Not for you. I'm going to give you a second job. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't think it'll turn people off as much as people will just find other things to cut down on. I think once people can't afford it, cannot fit it into their budget, they will lie to themselves and tell themselves that they have made that decision. And then that natural instinct of some humans to be like, I have to do this. So does everybody else. This is the right way to do things is going to kick in and it's going to get worse. I don't know. I hope we don't get to that point. Hey, have you seen anything in the last five years that has indicated that it's not going to go further down that divided line? No. Yeah. So I don't, I don't carry an optimistic view about a lot of things. Eight, three, <laughs> right John now. predicts the, what would we call them? The vegan wars? No. The vegetarian wars? Food wars? No. Beef wars. The beef war. You need to combine like two words together to make it sound Beef fun. war. Beef. <laughs> Beef Terry. I don't know. We're going to have to work on the name. Okay. We'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. All right. Mm, we don't really have time for this, but I'm going to hit it at a really high level. Uh, we talked about last couple of weeks a study where they were determining that humans basically cannot absorb protein as well from 
plants as they can from meat products. I wanted to break down quickly why that is, how that is. Um, so biology lesson for everybody who doesn't remember fifth grade biology. Uh, your saliva has... They don't do biology in fifth grade. I, yeah, I think you're way too so early on. I was on. a sophomore in high school before that word even got brought up. <laughs> I was in fifth grade when we did no, biology. I think, and I'm not, this no. isn't me pointing my finger at you going, ha this is like, why did that go away? Yeah. Like, I feel like that should have been. It definitely should yeah, have been. Yeah, because we were just sitting there doing long division for hours. I'm like, oh, this is going to come in handy. So. Huh. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I vividly remember studying for my biology test and having to talk about, like, digestion. And I don't think we got into peptides, but, like, amino acids and mm. stuff. This yeah. is what I'm telling. Like, when I went to college... College was easier than my high school. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, oh, I, I was like, this is stupid. And, the and then I got no study skills. The amount of time you have to do stuff too, and no one can really tell you what to do while you're there. Either. Well, that, the that best, part but, I liked. Yeah, Nobody well, telling me what to do is my favorite thing to do. But then I kind, but I kind of need a dedicated, like, hey, you have to be in here and do this. Otherwise, I'm going to be like, well, I'm just going to go out there and not do it. So. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> you know? That is very much like me wanting, no matter what is going on, to come in to work or I will do nothing. <laughs> So please, I can't biology, fifth grade. Okay. Uh, inner saliva is amylase and lip lipase. Uh, these don't break down proteins. They do break down fats and carbohydrates, which is part of the reason why we talk about when you bite into a really nice fatty sausage, fat coats your mouth because it's being broken down and lets you experience the flavors longer. Now your stomach has hydraulic acid, which breaks down the proteins into chains of amino acids. Uh, there's also protease in your stomach, which is an enzyme that is going to start breaking those amino acid chains down. Then you're going to go, your pancreas is going to release enzymes and bicarbonate buffers, uh, to lower the acidity of the food. And this allows the enzymes to further break down the amino acids. Uh, this is typesin, uh, crimo, I wrote that wrong. It's crimotypsin, um, and carbo something. I'm not even going to try that one. All right, now in the small intestine is where absorption actually begins with the body. If you've ever gotten a run of hog casings and they have what people call whiskers, like it's those little white things that shoot off at kind of odd angles, those are microvilla and you have the same thing in your stomach. Uh, that is to maximize the surface area of absorption. And at that point, we're going to start pulling those amino acids into the blood bloodstreams and then from the bloodstream to the cells. Liver also is going to be playing a part in here, but again, high level. Um, so non-meat proteins are less water soluble and that makes them more difficult to be absorbed by the cell. Now this may or may not be exact, like the water solubility and the uh, absorption in the cell, but it is the current running theory. Um, that's basically it. The liver filters your blood, but also injects transporters. Those transporters do help in allowing nutrients through that cell wall. It's just like when we talked about how a low or higher acidity, lower pH environment, higher acidic environment um, can help prevent the growth of bacteria. It's because that bacteria is going to spend all of its energy preventing anything from getting in. So a transporter would help it actually break that wall. So... So don't, don't eat plants, eat all beef. <laughs> I feel like I just got scienced. Science by John from fifth grade. 
That was actually good, but that is definitely not fifth grade level science. The, like knowing that it was typesin, uh, chymotrypsin, and carboexapeptidase? No, not that. But like the general of it? Yeah. Well, I feel like you went to school and you actually had to learn it before they let you move on to the next okay, thing. Okay, hold on. Whereas on. like nowadays, they don't, they go, yeah, whatever. Yeah, No Child Left Behind came out. Yeah, that was so. not good. <laughs> no, that was not, not good at all. Um, but you have to understand like, the same thing that you were thinking right now, I used to think of when my mom would oh, know things. Oh, really? I'm like, they did not make us learn it like that. Oh, like, that is, yeah. you understand it way better than I do. Yeah, I was like, she could regurgitate it in a way that you're like, are you an expert at this? And this is like, oh, constantly no, amazed it. me. Yeah. It constantly amazed me. Like, like all the stuff my mom knew. I was like, you had to read it oh though. My God. Like, I, uh, sure, you read it now, but like encyclopedias, you're like, well, you had to own them. That was the internet back then, right? Yep. Well, you we don't even have an encyclopedia set, so how could I do homework at home? And all that type of stuff. So, and then, but then reading it just makes it that much more. Reading and writing it down is what a teacher told me that said when you're taking notes, that's the best way. Absolutely. So, anyway. yep, for me, at least, writing stuff down. Like, that's why if we have a real important something, I'll often just have notes that mm -hmm. I like write down because yep. it sometimes burns in my brain better. So, if I'm talking to you and you're not taking notes on a note, you just don't care. In my head's going, no, no, no. Well, there's also in my Spanish class of all places, middle school, the teacher would, teach us tough words and or concepts, but he would do something quirky at the same time, but not in a way that you would expect it coming. Like he would just slam something and then sure. say a word yep. and then you'd go, he goes, remember that time I did that? So it helps associate yep. everything all at once just for better recall, I guess. But yeah, it's a good teacher. That's cool. All right, we got anything else? Nope. Do I have any other notes here? Um, shorts are the way to go. By the way, I didn't bring shorts today. That That's why absolutely I'm the way to go. My feet now, are sweating. I have one other thing I want to talk about. It's about that, how I was reading the uh, study about all the crocodiles, because it took me like a good 30 minutes to slog my way through that. <laughs> I probably would have given up, but a quarter of the way into it, I was like, maybe, just maybe. And I kept hoping, I know it wasn't going to happen, that like I was going to read boring stuff, boring stuff, boring stuff. And all of a sudden they'd be like, we lost Kevin's arm to one of the crocodiles today. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Oh, man. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. All right. Uh, leave a review if you're still with us and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks oh, guys. Next episode will be Brett, Kurt and myself. So another story episode. Oh, cool. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for checking out the Meatistics podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to waltonsinc.com. And to get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at meatgistics.com. Waltons.